It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. None of us could ever have imagined the devastation that has taken place during the past few years. It changed all of us. But for those who lost a loved one to COVID, life will never be the same. We heard the daily counts of numbers, and to many they were just numbers. But to the countless others, they were moms and dads, brothers and sisters, husbands, wives, grandparents, friends, and children. Today's guest, Jean Syme, lost her sister to COVID. She joins us to share what that experience was like and to honor those we've lost. Jean is a contributor to the book, Voices 19, Their Legacies Live On. Welcome, Jean. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm happy to be here. Jean, let's begin by talking about your sister Vivian's experience. She worked in healthcare in early 2020. Was she afraid of getting sick? My sister Vivian was afraid of getting sick, although she never admitted it to us. It, was, it happened at the very, very beginning of the pandemic. And it totally blindsided everyone. And we didn't know what to expect. But my sister was brave. And she worked in healthcare, So you have to be a brave person. And she was a hero to many by going to work every single day, regardless of what was happening with the pandemic. Yeah, she absolutely was a hero. And she, along with all of the other healthcare workers, they were our heroes. So when she got sick, what did she experience? And what followed the diagnosis? Her first symptoms were shoulder and back pain, excruciating shoulder and back pain, which was about a week or two prior. Um, Then the fever started, and she couldn't break the fever, as well as the loss of taste and smell. And that was the indication that she needed to get tested for COVID. And so once she tested positive, what happened? Once my sister Vivian tested positive, she was given medication at first. Um, She did go to the emergency department to get checked out. Um, Unfortunately, they told her that if she wasn't experiencing breathing issues to don't go to the emergency room, they will turn her away. And if you remember, that was at the time where they had triages outside the hospital. So you had to go through certain checkpoints before you can actually walk into the hospital. So once she was sent home with medication, uh, she needed to wait a few days to get the results of her uh, COVID test. Um, Unfortunately, it was about three days later that she got her COVID test and she was still brave, still trying to fight it, still trying to take all of the -the over-the-counter vitamins, different solutions that, that people were talking about to try and help, uh, you know, help with the, the side effects of it. But unfortunately, that Thursday, she needed to go back to the emergency room and she was admitted. From the time she experienced her first symptoms to the time she went into the hospital, it was only about a week, right? She experienced her symptoms, yes, about a week prior. She was 
tested on a Monday and she was admitted on Thursday and she passed one week after being admitted. So she was being treated in the hospital for one week prior to her passing. So this moved very quickly. What was your family experiencing? Was there a time when you realized she wasn't going to make it? Honestly, back then, it, it was so confusing because, it, as I said, it, it just blindsided everyone, and no one understood it. You know, all you heard were different things on the news as far as different treatments and just trying to do your own research at that point because you couldn't speak to any doctors. You couldn't speak to anyone at the hospital. Um, we were limited to the number of times we could actually call to get any updates on her. So we were we were very confused. Um you know, we were not thinking of the worst because my sister's strong. She did not have, have any underlying conditions as people were speaking of. And um, she's brave and she was a fighter. And we really did not anticipate to lose her at all. Um, again, it was just so much uncertainty um, that we really didn't know what to expect. But for myself personally, I, I did not. I did not expect her to not come home from the hospital. Yeah, and, you know, having a loved one that is sick and in the hospital is a difficult situation to begin with, but what you experienced at that time was really horrific because you weren't allowed to visit with her, and then even when she passed away, you weren't allowed to be with her. So what was it like for you to lose a loved one when you weren't able to be by her side? Do you think it magnifies the grief? Definitely, definitely. So many thoughts go through your mind. Um, regret, guilt. Um, was anyone with her? Did anyone hold her hand? Um, yes, it, it was just just a, a horrific, horrific um, experience for those of us left behind because we were helpless. We couldn't yeah. do anything. We couldn't go to the hospital. We couldn't. As I said, we were limited to to calling. To, to get a status update on her. It was limited to one time per day, literally for one minute. And how do you convey that message to your family with a one-minute conversation, if we were lucky, with the, with the staff there? So it, it, was, it was like no other grief that I have ever experienced. I can only speak for myself. Um, but speaking to the other families who have lost someone to COVID as well, it's um, very, very similar to their experiences as well. I would not wish this on my worst enemy. You say you're speaking for yourself, but unfortunately, Jean, I think you're the voice for so many other people who are feeling the same way. And I know this is a very difficult conversation for you to have, and I know it was very difficult for you to write what you wrote in that book, but I do believe that it needs to be said because there are so many people out there feeling all alone and feeling like they're the only ones that have experienced such a horrendous grief. And, and your words are, are letting them know that they're not alone. That is correct. Um, and I was blessed to find a support group um, that we could share experiences and we could um, have empathy for each other. And I would, I would suggest if anyone who is grieving, whether it's you know, due to COVID or it's just grieving in general is to um, find like-minded people, find people who are experiencing the same situation that you are going through to help each other go through it. I'm not even going to say get through it because you never get through it. 
to go through it and to go through the journey together um, because it, it, it's like it's very difficult to go through and to manage and to, to survive grief. Jean, what do you say to someone who is grieving a loss of a loved one, whether it be from COVID or for anything else? I, I know you just advised them to get support, but what else would you say to them? Definitely the support. Um, I would also say um, to, to talk to people. Um, you don't have to go through this alone, um, which a lot of people try to bottle it up inside of them. Um, I think it's healthy to talk about it when you're ready, because it takes a very, very long time to be able to speak about it. I know for myself, it, it, was, it took me a very, very long time. And even now, after two years, it's still difficult to speak about. But I think it's important um, for us. Um, just so many, so many different things that I would suggest to people. Uh, share your loved one's story. That is so, so important. Their story needs to be told. And now you are their voice. And as the book says, their legacy lives on through us, and their stories need to continue for generations as well as for the world to know. And this time, during this pandemic, it's, it's a part of history now. And for generations to come, especially the younger folks, it's important that they understand what people went through. And it's not... It's not just losing a loved one. Everyone was affected with this pandemic, whether you lost a job, whether it was isolation, whether it was children who couldn't go to school and interact with each other and have any type of, of social communication with each other. Everyone has been affected. But for those who lost someone to COVID, this is, this is like no other experience that I hope anyone will ever have to go through again, especially for those of us that lost our loved ones at the very, very beginning of this pandemic, where we have no closure, we have no, um, no goodbyes. And as I mentioned, still two years after the fact, it's still very, very painful for us. Jean, what do you want us to know about Vivian? What do you believe is her legacy? I would say for Vivian, um, kindness, um, to help others, um, definitely to live your dash, because my sister enjoyed life. She had fun, whether it was just a simple trip to the grocery store or a car ride. We always laughed and always had fun. Um, just to give back to people um, and enjoy life. Um, that, that is just so important, regardless of you know, your wealth, regardless of your possessions, just smile and make the best out of your life every moment. Um, keep learning, keep educating yourself, keep teaching yourself different things. There's so much to learn. There's so much to experience in this world. And tomorrow's not promised. And we, we see that that is pretty obvious here. Um, but she was a wonderful person. She still is. The book is Voices 19, Their Legacies Live On. If you'd like to learn more about the book, you can visit Voices19.com. Jean, thank you so much for spending this time with us. As I said, I know this was a very difficult conversation for you to have, but you are giving a voice to so many who are feeling the way that you do. And I want to let you know that we here are so sorry for your loss 
And we extend our condolences to you and to everyone else who lost a loved one during this horrible time, as you said, in our history now. And so thank you for being here and for sharing about Vivian and about your experience. Well, thank you so much, Joan. In, in our book, Voices 19, Their Legacy Lives On, it's a celebration of life. Um, it, it's not all about sadness. It's about celebrating them and the precious memories that they shared with everyone. It, just a last message. You can survive grief. It will take time, and we will eventually thrive as well. And just be patient with yourself and, and have the support of loved ones and those who um, have gone through this as well. And just remember to say their name and to honor them and to let their legacies live on because they will through you forever and ever. And um, just miss my sister. She is one of them, one in a million. And um, I just want to thank her for not only being my sister, but my best friend. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in.